And now a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Mosh Pit Podcast is brought to you by G. Edward Martin. The Mighty East Sox, a supernatural mystery novel by G. Edward Martin, follows the journey of James Roslin, a broken man wrestling with his own personal struggle, regret, and trying to rectify his own perceived mistakes. James recruits the help of his older brother, Alan, to travel with him in search of an elusive village concealed deep in the north woods of Wisconsin so they can properly honor their recently lost grandfather and recreate a trip he had taken decades earlier. However, when the two brothers find the concealed village on the Ojibwe Reservation, they quickly discover the elusive town and its people, landscape, and stories are much more than they seem. The story is told from James's perspective as he recounts the events from five years earlier where he rediscovered love, reconnected with faith, became obsessed with catching an impossible fish, and found himself as an essential character in the concluding scene of a centuries-old legend that he could not see or understand as it was unfolding around him. The Mighty Esox is now available on Amazon.com in ebook, paperback, and full-color hard copy format. Link in the description below. And be sure to check out more stories from Mr. G. Edward Martin. From the Stereo Sound Record Studios, this is the Mosh Pit Podcast. Here is the host, Wes Everett, bringing you the best in new alternative rock and roll.
Abby Kay, better off. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. I'm your host, Wes Everett. I've got two special guests with me today, and I'm super excited to have them in here. Guys, thank y'all for being here. We'll start on the left side of the couch. Intro, say who you are and what you do. My name is Scotty Knight. I play guitar, mostly. My name's Dave Harper, and I'm the loud guitar player and the left speaker. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was supposed to say, I'm the right speaker. <laughs> Y'all just pre-planned that, and he just totally skipped it, didn't he? You know, he doesn't take direction well. <laughs> a lifelong issue. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So, guys, first off, thank y'all for being here. Um, you know, been looking forward to doing this interview for a while since, uh, God, what was the first time we met? Theater? A year ago. Easily. Easily, yes. maybe a year and a half <laughs> yeah, ago. Uh, yeah. Time gets by now, man. It does. It does. And we talked about doing this, and now we're doing it. Amen. Yeah, well, we had to finish the record first. That was a that was a bit of a holdup. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we needed something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we got this idea. <laughs> you can believe it, man. <laughs> you won't believe how many bands have reached out to me, and they're like, "Dude, we want to do an interview." I'm like, "Okay, well, send me some of your music so I can hear." It. Oh, we don't have anything. Mm. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. That's laughs> kind of makes, makes it tough to do an interview. Right? It does. What do we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Then you would have to talk about that porn career. We're signed a disclosure, non-disclosure. NDAs. <laughs> NDAs. Those are beautiful. Let's move it. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you guys, so y'all were putting this album together. How long have y'all been working on this? Since before the plague. Really? The plague slowed us down considerably. It didn't add to your downtime of, you know, nothing to do but work on the album? Uh, well, we were just, you know, we were... Everybody was afraid to, to leave the house for, mm -hmm. for a year there. Uh, we still work though. Yeah, we when worked. we didn't when we didn't have the plague. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think I know I wound up with the plague twice and I had it once. You know. That was we, enough. That was enough, it huh? That was yeah. enough. Kick my butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh that was fun times, wasn't it? Just dark and depressing oh, and nothing to do. Craziness. I mean, we 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 did a lot of writing during that time. As far as you know, we'd swap, mm -hmm. you know, voice memos back and forth. We we got stuff done, but as far as you know, working on the record as yeah. itself, it's, it it hurt us. Oh, I can imagine. Now, do you guys have your own studios? Are y'all? I have a little demo corner in the in the corner of my shop, and most of this record was done there. Some of it was done in my living room when we first started. While we were building the shop, I had to wait on the shop to get built. Uh, so yeah, we can we can measure a lot of life by the time yeah. we've got in this, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm sure eighty percent of it was done in the in the shop. It's, yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Wow. In a corner, and I was stunned at how well the shop sounded. It wasn't built for acoustic purposes, and and we started yeah. tracking. We're like, holy crap. Oh, wow. It sounds good in here. Uh, so, so it worked out well. Nothing beats good acoustics, huh? Well, you got to start with good sounding instruments and good sounding amplifiers. That's half the battle to mm. get a decent sounding record, you know. Yeah. Square one needs to be pretty square, and after that, it's all downhill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And coming from a guy who doesn't play guitar, but I have a ton of them, I guess you have to have talent, too, so. Perseverance. Perseverance, yes. <laughs> Only difference in me and you is time. Time. I put a lot more time in it than you have. Yeah. If you put as much time in it as me, you'd probably be better. 
I probably wouldn't go that far. I could at least, you know, pick out a G string. But there's no one. I don't believe anyone is is incapable of playing something. Yeah. You know, they just gotta decide to and put the time in. Yeah, and I thought about that. You know, during the lockdown, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll have time to actually learn guitar. And then I got marked essential, so I ended up, you know. Yeah, yeah I we did didn't too. get a break. So. I did, too, and then I promptly quit my job oh, and went into business for myself. There you go. So during the plague, everybody that had a guitar sitting around that was broken uh-huh. decided it was time to get that thing fixed. Nice. And I couldn't do nothing but piss off everybody because I couldn't get it done fast enough to suit them, you know. I, mean, I got 30 guitars in line, and I'm one person, you know. You didn't hire an assistant? Find me somebody with some skills. <laughs> That doesn't have their own shop already, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's um, that's one of those hard areas where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go into business by myself. I don't want to do all this stuff by myself. <laughs> so When I stop to go to the restroom, mm-hmm. we lose 100% of production. 100%. 100%. Nothing's getting done. Got to put you a workbench over the back of the <laughs> toilet there. <laughs> Five gallon buckets. Yeah. I mean, you know. Where you stand. We're pretty rural out there. <laughs> Who's going to know? It's just you. But yeah, I, I agree with Scotty. I believe it's about how much you love to play guitar. I mean, mm-hmm. something happens to you and you get obsessed, probably isn't the right word. But it's close. It's, yeah. uh, that's a close. Yeah, it's close. You know. You should hear my father talk about me when I was a kid, and I'm sure your parents the same thing. I'd come home from school at uh, like nine, ten years old, and I would go in my room and lock the door, and I would play till my mother would come in there and go, you've got to come eat something. It's dinner time, you know. And then I would go back, and I would play till my father come in there and beat on the door at 10 o'clock and say, you've got to turn that shit off and go to bed. (laughs) And that was my life. You know, and I'm sure it was Scotty's. Sure Your story is probably exactly the same. Pretty close, pretty close. Because I was, I only played acoustic as a kid, so I wasn't that loud. I, I've always been loud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. My brother made me play electric. And made you play electric? Yeah, made How me about get that? A, get an amp when I was close to twenty, I guess. Before I owned an amplifier. Go, Dave. Your next beer is on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, Pete Townsend didn't need an amp. You know, I heard Magic mm-hmm. Bus. He's, Certainly. He, he was fine with that one. I was. Richie Haven's done pretty good with he acoustic. He did pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, 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 I'm glad David did that. Don't get me wrong. But, but he's the reason I'm. Wow. I have an app. I hadn't heard that part of the story before. That's great. Learning new things on the podcast. <laughs> Urbane, no God to greet me.
So let's talk about putting this album together. You said you guys recorded it all under the plague, under the, um, you know, basically home shop, home studio. Um, what was it like putting the album together as far as picking songs, picking, you know, what you wanted it to sound like? It's pretty organic. Uh, we didn't really, we didn't sit down and strategize. You know, we just, whatever came, we, 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 we wrote as we went. I don't know if you know that. It was, uh, Rex Garner won't like this, but we used the studio as a writing tool. You know, to okay. track it. And initially. In, initially, yeah. To, we mapped the song out by just putting down parts, seeing what works, mm -hmm. and sticking stuff together, and, you know, hmm. we'll, and we'll, we'll get the skeleton of the song then, and then we'll go back and track it for real. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of. A lot of it was born, too, from things we had, like leftovers from other bands we were in. Yeah. We created songs, you know, wrote songs. That's true. Uh, that it wound up on the cutting room floor, but they were too good a riff to, to let go, mm -hmm. you know, so we sort of stashed them, and we'd pull them out and go, hey, this one might fit with this one. Let's look at this, you know. Mm -hmm. We're like two yeah. little mad scientists with <laughs> all our tools. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've, I've heard so many bands talk about how you know, they'll write a song and nothing in it is really worth keeping except for that either one line or one little do do do. It's like, I'm gonna keep that. Mm -hmm. Let's scrap this whole song. Right. Yeah, it, a lot of those pieces came from that, and a lot mm -hmm. of them were on the fly. Oh, this will yeah. fit. This, yeah. this, yeah. Here's here's the part we need for here. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it, really, we didn't have a concept i don't think mm -hmm. of the end we were just having fun creating some music you know yeah but dave once told me he said let's make the record we want to hear mm -hmm. and that's that was our if we had a, a theme that was it oh there you go you know i don't as far as a you know what it's going to sound like we didn't know as we you know till the song was finished yeah what it was going to sound like so. yeah that, the only rule was there was no rules and no rules no rules no rules that's the best right. thing also as an aside Mm -hmm. Working with Dave, failure is not only allowed, it's encouraged. <laughs> and that's, you wouldn't believe how liberating that is. Mm -hmm. You know, because most of my recording life, you're, you're somewhat on the spot. You know, you've got to mm -hmm. produce while the tape's rolling. You know, you need, it needs to be good. Yeah. But the way we're doing it, it don't matter if it, you know, <laughs> just let it fly. And if it works, it works. It doesn't, we'll back up and do it again. You know, and it's, I, loved, I love that method. It works well for me. That's not a bad method. That's, you know, I mean, your biggest growth comes from your failures. Sure, sure. You know, so. And being comfortable enough to fail in front of a guy who's who's an idol of mine, guitar-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, a, that's an advantage. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, me and Scotty are tight enough personally, besides playing-wise. Mm -hmm. If I tell him, hey, Scotty, nah. Exactly. You know, he's he's not going to say, but don't beat up on me. He's going to think Dave's got a point, you know. And if he says the same thing to me, we're thick enough, and you know, yeah. we can we get past all that pretty quick, exactly. you know. That's cool. That's good. That's a good relationship to have. It's invaluable. Because invaluable. Yeah, you can't take that personally. Like, it's not no, personal. You, you don't like my music. <laughs> yeah, you don't like my contribution. <laughs> I'm going home. You know how many bands have broke up over that? <laughs> you know how many bands I've broken up over that. <laughs> Scotty is my favorite player locally. Though. Scotty can, I mean, I got some high esteem players, but Scotty, mm. as far as 
locally, just sitting around. There's <laughs> <laughs> an inside joke. Scotty can play three notes, and I know it's Scotty. You know, nice. uh, and only I can't even tell you the three notes, but I know I know it's Scotty after three notes. You know, he's identifiable. That's cool. He just is. like I wrote it. He's saying it just like I wrote it. Yeah, you got that twenty. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> So how long have you guys been playing together? How long have y'all? We met, I want to say in 03, sooner. I thought it was 03. We, did uh, we meet in the backyard of the pink house? Nope, we met at. Uh, oh, no, the first time. 1986. Yeah, I always forget the first time. 1986. Six. Cedar Town Auditorium. Auditorium. Yeah, I always forget uh, that one. And and I, remember, I remember the first thing Scotty Knight ever said to me. Okay, he walked straight up to me with a big grin on his face and said, Hi, my name's Scotty Knight, and I'm a reprehensible. That was the name of the band. That was the name of the band. <laughs> the Reprehensibles. Nice. He was a great band, and Scotty was far from reprehensible. He was one of the nicest humans I know. Very cool. So you guys just kind of hit it off and was like, Hey, let's do this? Not, not too much later. Much later, yeah, okay. we didn't. We didn't really. We weren't playing in the same clubs. Oh, so the paths didn't cross no. regularly. No. Just no. I didn't do that. Ah, she's up there <laughs> crafting. So <laughs> that's oh. that's the part. That's the best part about sharing the art studio with the recording studio and the train tracks. You always get great background <laughs> noise, and it just adds character. We got a song title with some background noise. Um, Dave had a, Dave had a riff and. And my job was to get a counter to it. Mm -hmm. And when I was tracking it at home at, at, at my house, um, TV was on. And at the end of my riff, this woman said, the best part of the salad. <laughs> and it's on there just playing his day. And so when Dave heard it, he said, oh, that's our title right there. That's awesome. It is to this day. Scotty always records at home with the TV on. Well, yeah, you got to have something. <laughs> yeah, I don't sit there. That's right. You never know when you might pick up something good. Oh, you get a lot of good ideas playing along with commercials. Oh, I can imagine. There's all kind of weird stuff going on musically. You get some good ideas. Man, I used to do that. I used to drive my father crazy. I'd sit in the living room with an electric guitar unplugged and jam along with whatever was happening on yeah. TV, you know. I was so obsessed and eat up with playing. Also, playing, I don't know if you're a baseball fan, but playing guitar to watching baseball is hmm. with a refreshing beverage. is about the best thing there is. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's not a sports guy, but I can understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's that's really cool, man. Um, so now you guys are tracking the second album. Well, are you just we're writing the you're writing album. it? Yeah. Okay, um, tracking what we're writing, but just to, like we say, just the outline. We're not yeah nothing for now. Is yet. now is any of this on? Is anything on the new one going to come from what didn't make the cut on the first one? Or is it all so. just no? It's all a completely new. Yeah. All completely new. Yeah, okay. it's a completely new thing. Uh, there is a bit of a concept for this one this time. Uh, it's odd that the volume one is a little bit quieter than both of us usually yeah. are. So volume <laughs> two is going to be a bit louder. But nice. Outside yeah. of that, yeah. that's the only concept: louder. Yeah, louder. More amps. More okay. amps. So with volume three, you got to pump it way up, right? It's going to be a pump. Yeah, nice. I, I yeah. think that's the evolution. Yeah, yeah. Just to be one long string of cuss words as the title, and you know, we'll with a good there. grungy meow. <laughs> yes. At 197.3 beats a minute. Yes, yes. 120 dB, 
So get ready. Get ready. We will play it. We'll play the entirety on here. <laughs> this should be about 2035 or so. <laughs> yeah, at our current rate. <laughs> uh, we might hit episode 500 by then. What episode? Where are we at now? Where are we at now? You guys are uh, probably going to make a liar out of them, but I think you're 205. Might Excellent. be 206. Excellent. We just hit 200. Nice. And then I decided, you know what? I need a break. So I took July off from actually posting. So now I'm basically gearing up for August. Very nice. So, you know. We all need a break from time to time. We do. And 200 episodes is... That's a lot of episodes. It is. I think it's a good achievement. I, hope, I would agree. I think it's incredible. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. it uh, been a long road. Cause all done here? Dark Sun, look around. Yeah.
for the most part, some of it was done at the house. It was before we had this. Um, we moved in here in 2020. Yeah, yeah, March of 2020. You know, the best days. Yeah, this, this is it. <laughs> and uh, But before then, I was doing it out of the house, and I'd do a couple of band interviews, and then it really hit me that I didn't like strange people in my house. I barely like people I know in my house. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? We need a studio. We need to go somewhere. And this came available. So my girl's like, hey, I can do an art studio upstairs. I was like, what are you going to do with the basement? She's like, um, storage? I was like, I got a better idea. Yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a man with a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you see this wonderful gray line right here that runs across the wall? At the bottom of the bricks. Oh, yeah. yeah, that. That guy right there? Let me give you a little history on that. So, May of 2020. You remember the massive flood that damaged the theater and all of Rockmart? There's mm -hmm. our train, by the way. Yep. Uh, right on cue. We got flooded in here, and that's oh. how high the water was. Jesus oh, Christ. wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. That I was at work. My girl came home, and she was... She had stopped by here to do something. She goes, what's that noise? Goes walking back here, and she said it sounded like a pipe had burst because it was just water, and she's like, oh, this sucks. So she comes down, and it's coming under the door and leaking through the walls from both other. Yeah. She got here. It was ankle deep. By the time I rolled up from Austell, it was knee deep. Jesus. And we lost one piece of equipment. Other than the couch. Couch was unsalvageable, <laughs> but we lost one piece of equipment, and that was a headphone splitter. Wow. So, That's the bullet. Yeah. And now I'm worried that if it ever happens again, like I can't even sleep good at night on rainy nights anymore <laughs> because I'm like, I'm waking up checking the cameras. Is it wet? Is it leaking? <laughs> yeah, those are, those. I mean, there's just nothing you can do with that. That's, mm -mm. you know, you just got to try to get in front of it. Mm-hmm. And that was the point of the stage where we had problems after the fact of still water coming in, and it was from the other side over there because this used to be an old butcher shop. Like, the history of this building is amazing. And we've got the trench over here, but over there they had a drain. That drain has long been gone, so when it rains, the water would come up, and we'd get the remnants. And we finally fixed that with two bags of concrete. Well spent. Yes, it was because I got tired of coming in here having to roll up the rugs and it just it got bad. Yeah, you know? that, that turns into a chore. It does, and and as spotty as our weather forecasters are now, it's like okay, I, I don't have time to play the will it or won't it rain tonight. <laughs> it's not really a forecast; it's just an estimate, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it could. But it might not. Yeah, no. Not playing that game. Had to fix it. So back to you guys. <laughs> are you guys playing live? What are your what are your live shows right now? We played last night. That's why we're pretty lethargic today. <laughs> if I doze off, somebody throws something at me. <laughs> Where'd you guys play last night? We were at Schroeder's last night. Schroeder's Deli in Rome. Uh Ooh, in the courtyard? Yep. That was a gorgeous place. Oh. Well, since they've redone it, it is really nice. I haven't been there since they redid it's, it. They've got a bar out back now. 
Really? Umbrellas all over every table to keep the sun off of you. It's great. Oh, that's nice. It's excellent. That's nice, because when I used to go, it used to be, you know, they didn't have any of the coverage, so we were always like, if it's a day show, I'm not going. Wait until, you know, after dark, so everything's down. It's It was always nice. It's it's really nice now. Still hot. Yeah. Can't yeah. do anything about the July heat back there, but yeah. you can keep the sun off of you. Do you guys ever play the moonroof? Not in several years, no. No. I have. We, we have, but yeah. it's been a while. Been a while? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a band with more than three people, the moonroof is a problem. Yeah. It's a tiny space. Yes, it is. It's If you're one guy with a guitar, it's... It's still a tiny space. It's tiny, but it's doable. <laughs> Stick yourself in a corner, but otherwise it's... Mm-hmm. The Sweet Teeth played there the first... It might have been our first Rome show was there. Really? It was a really good night, but we hadn't been back. Hmm. Sound Chasers, the best part of the salad. Get them on the phone. <laughs> Ring them up. 
Now, uh, what about Rockmart? Do you guys play downtown a lot? Do y'all play here? Is there anywhere to play downtown Rockmart? It's wherever Rex says is <laughs> where I play. <laughs> the auditorium, you know. Yeah. Occasionally you can catch us at the auditorium with Rex when he's doing something cool. Yeah. Uh, Are y'all going to be part of Homespun? Rex wrangled me in the other day, and uh, there's See? been some been some effort of talking about homespun. Okay. And uh, yeah, an opportunity to play with uh, Rex, Chuck Harris, and Julie Bell, I think, was oh, okay. don't hold me to that, but that's what he's that's what we were talking about. I hadn't got a confirmation on it yet, but it looks like it may happen. Very cool. Yeah, that's a tight little band they've got. You know. I know. Because I've, uh, what was that, the last one? I saw you guys, the uh, Elvis. Scotty played with us on that Elvis mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Did you not? The Sun, the sun, sun Record. Sun Record, yeah. Yep, yeah. we did, yeah. That was a killer show. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. See, we need to do more stuff like that here in town, I believe. I think we should. Yeah. With the right people involved, and mm-hmm. that had the right people involved. It did. It's an enormous amount of fun. Mm-hmm. And it gives something to do, you know, something yeah. to yeah. get people out and get people yeah. talking. So, oh, any town would benefit from a live music scene. Oh, absolutely. That's Rome. Yeah. Rome has what it's done for them. Yeah, them and Woodstock both. Sure. Woodstock has just. I mean, have y'all been there recently? Uh, last year. Last year. That's yeah, I Mad think. Life is yeah, there. I think last yeah. year I was. I was down. Yeah, they've kept yeah. it going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, Mad Live's an exceptional place. We've played there several times. It is. It very much is. Duluth is the same way. I haven't been out to Duluth in a while. They've got the Red Clay Theater, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful spot, Mm -hmm. and Eddie Owen's place. And then they've got the city runs a stage. It's just monstrous. Really? The the green room is this giant building. It's like (laughs) it's the best green room in in the world. Super nice facility. Very cool. They're, They're very music friendly there i wonder if i still want Haley and jaron play a lot i don't even know i can't keep up anymore i can't keep up with all these venues um guys thank y'all for sitting in on this happy to do it so where can we find you guys online all your online presence anywhere uh any streaming service spotify itunes apple music we hadn't even said the name of the record or anything. Oh, we haven't. No, I thought no. it was like a build. We haven't. Build. <laughs> 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 so, oh, go ahead. Yeah. All those places you can stream music. Uh, the name of the record is Sound Chasers Volume One. How did y'all come up with that name? Scotty better answer that. Yeah. He came up with it. They gotta call it something. <laughs> <laughs> There you so, go. There's a lot of different sounds on this record yeah, besides yeah. guitars, you know. And we, and we definitely chased them. I can yeah. promise you that. Yeah. So it's truth. Truth and never tell. What was your favorite instrument to play on this album? Uh, just about any guitar. <laughs> there's, there's, I bet I played 30 at least. I yeah. bet you played 30 as well. Probably. Uh, I think my favorite thing Scotty did on this Occasionally, we put each other out of our element. We'll hand somebody a strange instrument and say, here, run with it. And I give him a lap steel, which he's not a stranger to a lap steel. Mm-hmm. But Relatively, This one particular cut, uh, turn four, Revenge of the Skid Demon, I thought it would be really cool to, to put Scotty on a lap steel 
And I sort of give him the idea of a NASCAR race. You know, that's kind of what we wanted this to feel like. Yeah. Completely over the top, exactly what I expected him to do. Probably outplayed me on our own record with my lap steel. You know, he just killed it. And yeah. when he comes in with it, if you listen to the track, it's just like a car passing you. You know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he, he did it way better than I ever dreamed it would turn out, you know. I'm going to have to revisit this Just album. like I wrote it. <laughs> Just like he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you all sent it to me, I went ahead and listened to it because I think I had to drive to, like, Claxton or Savannah or one of those places, and I was like, you know what? I got new music. So I threw it on, listened to it, and I'm like, damn, this is good. So good. I mean, of course, from you guys, so I wasn't expecting it to be bad. <laughs> it's probably a lot quieter than you expected. It was quieter than I expected it. It was a little low, yeah, but uh, it was it was good. It was that... Where you really got to listen and take it in. Yeah, yeah. It's to yeah. me, it's just songs without words. Yeah. It's it's you could put words and it would it mm-hmm. still be the same. But would you guys ever put words to any of those songs? No. No. Not unless one of our friends showed up with a with a song we were convinced that we we're going to make. Yeah. You know, Russell a number Cook, one record. Russell Cook hint hint. If he, Rob, if he Davis, shows Rob Davis. Rob Davis. Russell Cook hint hint. Yes. Scott Thompson, any of y'all yeah. think you can? You yeah, know, we, we, they might be. Who knows? You know, make a million seller out of one of them. We're in. That's all I'm saying. We're in. Otherwise. We're not in it for the money, but we're not above the money. No, we're not. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm usually not, I'll say this, I'm usually not an instrumental guy because I like my sing-alongs. I like, sure. you know. Sure. But there are certain ones that hit me, and I'm like, damn, that's, that's really good. Uh, yeah, all I'll right. play that again. Good deal. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to Chapter 2. Um, you know, definitely interested in what you guys are doing, what y'all got coming out, what you're working on. Um, anything we can help promote here at the podcast, let us know. Excellent. Certainly. So. we got a really cool story we need to talk about on this record. Uh, the Last Crow. Starts with which a, is the last song. Which is the last song. It starts with a rooster crow. Okay. I had the meanest rooster that's ever crapped in the yard, okay? This rooster, I've seen mean roosters all my life. I've lived in rural America all my life, mainly around here. Mm. Everybody's always had chickens and roosters, and roosters are mean. They're cantankerous, okay? And some of them are complete assholes, Mm -hmm. okay? I had the worst one ever, and uh, he flogged everybody in my family but me, because I know what to watch for, because I've been around roosters all my life. I beat him down, ain't no telling how many times. I mean, you couldn't kill him. The last time I hit him, I intended to kill him. I knocked him 30 feet, and he got up and run at me again. He would flog my pit bull on a chain, and the dog thought the rooster was playing, because she likes to play rough, right? Yeah. And the rooster's just, just flogging the crap out of this dog, right? So anyway... He had this really great crow, so we decided we were going to get a crow out of uh, Antonio is what we named this rooster. So if you listen real close, Scotty just walked up to him with the iPhone, and he just stood there and flapped and produced a couple of good crows, you know, right away. One-take wonder, this, yeah, this bird. Yeah, this bird was a one-take wonder. Genius. But if you listen really close, you can hear me tell Scotty, keep your eye on him. Because, <laughs> man, he hated everybody, you know. So, 
fast forward six, eight months, maybe, a, yeah, six, eight months after this, I come home one night, there was feathers all over the front yard, you know, and uh, Antonio met his demise, but we've captured him on the record, so he's going to live forever now. So he flogged the wrong one? He uh, he flogged, <laughs> yeah, he flogged the wrong one again, and uh, he he went on to be with the Lord. Chicken heaven. There Chicken heaven. But you got the crow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got a good one. And you'd, you really, if he wasn't there, you really don't understand what level this rooster was, okay? He wouldn't go in the chicken coop at night. He wouldn't go in the pen. Hmm. I had a, I have a round pen, and right now it's disassembled, and I had it leaning against the barn. And it was about this much of the eave, about a foot of the eave of the barn. He would crawl up on top of that round pen and sleep with his back to the world. Wow. Like, come and get me. I am not afraid. It's coming a tornado. Antonio is right there. It's snowing. Antonio is right. He did not. I had never seen anything like it in my entire life. And while I hated him, and I will say I hated him, I kind of admired him a little bit. You know, I mean, you've got to admire that big a yeah. pair, you know. Yeah, that's a, the Chuck Norris of yeah, Roosters. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. He did that. not know his limitations. Though. Yeah, he was not aware of them. <laughs> Eventually, he found them. There's a yeah, lesson yeah. there. There's a lesson there. <laughs> See, y'all could write that song. <laughs> did that How, be... What would that song sound like? What kind of? Would it be a riff song? It probably have to be some. some. Have to be chicken picking song. Have what, to be. What are we talking It'd about? Have to be yeah, chicken picking. Certainly. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll get on that. Note to self. You're the you're the note keeper. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so that'll be on chapter two. Are y'all gonna hold that one out for chapter three for the punk album? That'd make a good uh, punk song. Chicken picking and punker. Could be a new thing. Could be a new thing. Chicken punk. Chicken punk. Rooster punk. <laughs> <laughs> the best ideas are here at the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster punk. You heard it here first, remember. <laughs> there was a band called the Revolting Cocks. There was, so exactly. So there's precedent for this. This is, this is, yeah, we may be on something here. So I'm going to record it here? You've got to do like a live version of it. Here, as in this room? Yes. Acoustics are great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sold. Oh. You say that now. Why don't we show up with a bunch of guitars yeah. and a cooler full of beer and... Hey, just let me know when. I'll take a day off work. Any reason to call in from work, I'm down. Well, guys, um, yeah, I appreciate y'all hanging out, sitting in on this. Good times. I'd love to have y'all back, do this again. Anytime. Okay, cool. Well, um, I can share my recipe for chicken salad. There you go. Dude, this, this, the mosh pit covers everything. There are no topics off limit here. Oh, man. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Wes. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Never fall. Admit one.
Sentries, history's guilty, as such, now death away. 